Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and today it's a pleasure to have with us uh, again, Michael Steele. He's the uh, first African-American to ever be a lieutenant governor in the state of Maryland. And uh, more importantly, and I always screw this title up, Michael, but I want to get it right this time. Uh, the chairperson of the Republican National Committee. Yeah, yeah that, that little organization. Yeah, that small organization. That thing, and yeah. He's also a proponent of the Motel 6 theory of Republican Party. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Yes. <laughs> Although they, they seem like they've broken all the light bulbs. So I don't yes. know. <laughs> That porch light <laughs> ain't, ain't as bright as it used to be. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that on the other side of the break. But before we do our you know opening break and pay the, the bills, uh, uh, yes or no, were you surprised by today's vote? Uh, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not no. surprised by anything Republicans do. You know, I, you know, to be honest, it's, it's like um, the Bataan death march in watching the slow degradation of the Republican Party over the last five years, the, the sort of uh, willingness to, to just shed any uh, you know, elements of decency, uh, constitutional principle or norm for the, the ideological vacuousness of a Donald Trump. I mean, it's an empty space. It literally is like walking into a room with nothing in it. Wow. And being overwhelmed by it. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you deal with Donald Trump. That's what it's like when you when you walk into that space. That's what's like. And, you know, you don't have to listen to me to say it. You've got a lot of people from family members to his business associates who will tell you what that experience is like. And so with all of that warning, with all of those red lights, you have Mitch McConnell, you have Kevin McCarthy, blind ambition for politics, blind ambition for uh, power, blind ambition for uh, grift uh, and graft um, saying, you know what, the legacy of Reagan's, you know, we're perfectly comfortable crapping on that. The legacy of Bush, absolutely will crap on that too. Um, the legacy of, of Republicanism, yeah, let's tear that, that piece of work up. So that's where we are. So when you look at, you know, the, the obstruction the interference, the, the lies um, leading up to January 6th and certainly since January 6th culminating in the decision to not support uh, a national commission uh, to review and understand better what happened on January 6th. It just tells you, you know, you, 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 know, you talk about, you know, Motel 6 Republican, you know, for guys like me who are standing on the front porch with the light on, right, trying to say, hey, you know, we, we, we still have something of value. You're pretty much at the point where you kind of turn the light off and go, okay, well, <laughs> that, that was not. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break, our opening break, and we'll be right back. Hi, we're back. It's just asked the question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and let's talk a little bit. I guess Michael, the uh, with us is Michael Steele, a, a former uh, <laughs> high-ranking official in the right. to be Republican Party. Um, is there any reason to keep the light on anymore for you know the party? Yeah, that's a good question, Brian. I mean, I think when you look at the principles, you look at. I mean, just take the. If you can just strip out the politics for a moment and you can strip out some of the the trashing of certain policies, like, you know, going back on free market principles, going back right. on spending principles and just kind of look at what the party had has articulated and had articulated up till around 
uh, the end of the Trump. Bush term. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, those ideas are still worth uh, talking about and still worth discovering for a new generation mm -hmm. of possible Republicans. Look, you, you, we've but dropped from 28%, 29% party identification across the country to now 25%. So, you know, we are doing the subtraction and the division part of the mathematical equation a hell of a lot better than the addition and, um, uh, you know, and multiplication side of it. So uh, the party has got to look at what it, what it wants to stand for. And I think, you know, everyone will push back on me and say, well, that's very clear. Stop pretending they, you know, they want to stand for Trump. And I agree with that. They do. So, but the question is for those who don't, who are still inside the room, who are and still inside the And how many of those are left? I mean, he's- he's Yeah, what do they do? Yeah, he, he has swallowed the Republican party. I mean, it's, I, I look at today's vote is not a, a, a cover up for the insurrection, but a continuation of. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. a question as to whether or not many of those people who voted against a, a bipartisan, and it's a bipartisan commission. It's not like the, the, the Democrats were gonna control it. Yeah, it's a bipartisan commission that was designed the way the Republicans wanted it designed. Yes. So, I mean, and then they turned like, it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, here, okay, we want all of these things. Okay, you can have those. Oh, well, no, we don't support this. That's so, essentially how that played out. Yeah, and, and so I know that part of it is because there are people who are afraid of Donald Trump. Part of it is because some of these people probably involved in the insurrection, they don't want that known. I think that's I think that's a big part of it. I think it's also the 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 public embarrassment of having to eat crow on everything that you've said uh, in support of Donald Trump, and everything that you've done in support of Donald Trump, including impeachment, um, because the, that commission, if done correctly, will expose a lot of sins. It's not. This is not just about oh, why didn't Capitol Hill police respond a right. certain way or in time? Or why was there a breakdown in communication between the White House, the DC mayor and Capitol Hill law enforcement? It's, it's all beyond that. It's so much beyond that. You know, who was, who was texting and, and tweeting and, um, you know, sending out signals uh, prior to that, the day of. So there are elements here that once a full investigation is done, and it will be done, what's going to happen, I suspect, is Nancy Pelosi is going to form a select committee. The Senate Democrats are going to buy onto that select committee. If I were Nancy Pelosi, I wouldn't look to appoint any Republican Senate senator or congressman or any Democratic senator or congressman. I would get an outside bipartisan uh, commission comprised of lawyers, comprised of former judges, and comprised of former elected officials. And I would probably use fewer federal elected officials and look more to state elected officials. I and because you're, you're about the God's ears, you think she'll she'll do that? No, because the Democrats don't know how to play this game. They don't know how to play up against the opponent they have in front of them. They just I, don't. And no. I think the country needs to stop pretending and hoping and waiting that they will figure this. I can't cuss on your podcast. Yeah, you can cuss. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. They've got to figure this shit out and get it right. But they can't. If they haven't figured out how to box, to, to shadow box Donald Trump at this point, then um, they never will. If they haven't figured out how to get in, get up in close up under his uh, um, uh in his gut, in his face, they never will. And so if given the opportunity to get this right, they will bypass it. And that's just, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm again, like I am with Republicans, not sitting there going, oh, well, they're going to do the right thing with Democrats. I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and think, oh yeah, they're going to figure out how to do this. I've told them, others have told them, the country's telling them, and yet they still play this game based on emotion instead of politics. Well, and, I've, and I've said bitch slaps those SOBs every damn day. I listened to Schumer this morning and I said, I got, you know, this is this is the wimpiest kind of response possible. I, if I'm if I'm in the trenches, I'm like, I'm not fighting. Where's the fight? Right. 
right? Well, uh, I've I, said before, I said one is the party of no heart and the other is a party of no head. Figure out yes. which one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's very true. And in, in that fight, the guy with no heart wins every time. Yes. Yes. And that's what every it, time because he knows he, there's no fight. There's, because the fight comes from the head figuring out how to fight, you know? And and they have no head. That I I. So how do you think actually it will proceed? What what what's the path? Oh, they'll put together a commission of of House members, and you know they may slap a few Republicans here and there just to kind of you know save face, and it'll get all tangled up in the whole kind of normal. You know you know it'll be as interesting because what'll happen is everything the 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 democrats said about benghazi republicans will say about this commission yes. this select commission and everything the republicans said in support of benghazi democrats will say um you know so but the, the difference people, being is this is an honest to god insurrection i mean yes, I, it I, I, is this it is. is a much more but serious but no one event. seems to care no no one's where are the protests no one's yeah. organized a protest to go to Capitol Hill today to, to, to say, guys, we want the, the American people want you to do this. Now, I get it. You know, people probably a little bit skittish about doing, you know, public protests on Capitol Hill. I understand that. I get it. It's still sensitive in many respects. But yeah. My point, Tear my gas point, is, a, is a hell of a deterrent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. And, 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 and I was and I, in Lafayette Square. Doesn't smell good. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and I get that. And, and I understand. But my point is not to necessarily literally physically be in front of the Capitol screaming. What I am saying, though, is I just fear that. And this is this is this is one of the uh, among many superpowers the Republican Party has right now. One of them is to is time. Yeah. And and they know how to they know how to run the clock. Yes. I mean, they are they are enormously efficient um, at that aspect of this. And they know how to use the clock against their opponent. Um, and, and so when you're looking at the clock on this, their bet is by the time we get to a point where Americans really begin to focus in on what kind of Congress they want, who they want running it, et cetera, this issue will be so far removed from it. And this goes to why I think what the Democrats do next is going to be so important because you can block and tackle against that clock. You can take that clock, take it out of play. Um, and along with some other of the superpowers that the Democrats and Republicans have, it is amazing to me with a, even with a 50-50 Senate, that the Democrats haven't basically told the Republicans, sit your ass down and you talk when we tell you to. Yeah, thank you. That's my biggest, I mean, they have a majority. It's a slim one, but they I act like they're still in the minority. They still <laughs> never, I have never in my life seen, seen people play the game the way Democrats do. And look, I, I remember, I remember calling up uh, a couple of Democratic friends of mine during the during, during the early stages of the uh, 2020 campaign because they were just doing stuff that was just batshit crazy and and I I said, do you guys have any curiosity as to how I whipped your ass in 2010? Are you, are you just like remotely curious and interested in in, in that? And, and the point was that what I did was I learned my opponent. Yeah, it's called and, opposition and, research. And, and, and that's what Republicans are good at. We're good at understanding who our opponent is. Now, unfortunately, we've gone from looking at Democrats as our opponent to seeing them as our enemies. And that is that is a dangerous slope to be on. I, th but I the, think they've gone farther than that, Michael. I oh, yeah. They, I, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think they view the American public as its enemy. Well, not all the American public. Only those who disagree Only those with who them. don't agree with them. Yep. Yeah, which is a majority of the American yeah, which is about the yeah, I would say that's very true. But the reality of it is what we but but what both you and I are talking about right now is what the hell is your strategy to get yourselves on the other side of this? Right now, all the all the deck is the, the entire deck is stacked against you for taking for holding control of the house next year if you're a Democrat. Yeah. Right? 
So what, what's your counter move? What's your right. counter play? Well, and you've got to set that up narratively. And this is, this is, this is what McConnell's afraid of. I mean, McConnell's yeah. already told you, he's like, oh yeah, they're going to use this against us um, in the next election. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to shut it down now. Okay, so, thanks for telling me. So now I know what you're going to do. Let me show you how I'm going to do this. Yeah. But the, there is no next. There is no. There is no counterpunch. And I just. And I, the country. The country is looking to this party, the Democratic Party, for the counterpunch. But there isn't. I mean, they gave. There's a reason. I mean, do you step back and say, okay, why did they vote for our guy by over seven million more votes than the other guy, even though he got seven million more votes than he got the last time? Why that? Why did they give us the majority in the House in the Senate, even though in the Senate it's narrow, but we still have the majority? Because we're angelic and we love everyone. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, that's, I, I, I have that argue. I, I walk into the White House and I, I ask point blank. I said, well, "Who? Where?" Because Donald Trump and Trumpism isn't going away. It's, no, it's, even it's though it's getting worse, it's getting worse. It's getting worse, and they don't see it. And I go, "When are you going to step up and combat this in the White?" No, we, we'll never talk about it from the White House. Well, you know, if my kid keeps, they don't have a political his, shop in the White House. Yeah. They, there's wow. no, they, there's no, that we're not going to address it from it, whatever we do. I said, well, you better put James Carville or somebody who's got some fight in him on the, on the job, because you all come across it. They think by ignoring him, he'll go away. But when my kids shit their pants, if you ignore it, the shit's still there. So yeah, <laughs> it is. And you know what, you know, what the, and it gets worse it, with age. <laughs> it gets, I was going to say it gets worse with age, but then there comes that point. Where you don't smell it anymore. <laughs> That's the most dangerous point. There you go. There That's you go. I, I I am I'm I'm amazed with the lack of of understanding from the Democratic Party about what they're up against. I I, I, honestly, I, I don't I don't understand it either. Um, Democrats have never been good at this this part of the game. Um, they just haven't been and. Republicans have perfected it to the to the point of well, they're nasty of, little street fighters. You got of, of being dangerous uh, as yeah. a, as a collective being dangerous, and who's going to be there on the front lines on behalf of the American people? Which is why a number of Republicans have tried to look at alternative ways and routes to do that because they they realize they cannot rely on the Democratic Party. And if you're a Democrat, you have to ask yourself, why was the Lincoln Project more successful and more popular than we were? Yeah. Why, why, why could they galvanize? And if you took if you take out the Lincoln Project, uh, Republicans uh, for democracy, et cetera, so all the other ancillary organizations, how do you think the 2020 election turns out? Well, I'll, I'll do you one better than that. I have said it literally took an act of God to get Donald Trump out of the White House, the coronavirus and his response to the pandemic. Yeah, It was that, had he said, you know, cause he's always looking for an enemy. If he had come out and said, the enemy is not China. If the enemy is the coronavirus, whatever we think- You've of been our, reelected. He'd have, there you go. He'd You've have been, been reelected. reelected. But yep. the Democrats think that they won by the strength of their ideas. And that they're again, ideas nobody was talking about other than, oh, you want to defund the police. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't oh, get that. So they let that little late nugget get the better of them. And and instead of instead of having having a little come to Jesus meeting with the team and saying, OK, now that you got that out of your system, I don't want to ever hear those words leave your mouth again for the remainder of your existence as a Democrat, because it shows me, Brian, a, a, a fundamental lack of understanding of where the body politic is in the country. Well, not yeah. between Republicans and Democrats, but between the uh, uh, between and among uh, folks in the entire country and the entire country. And I know I always get this pushback from my friends on the left, and I expect that, and it's appropriate. But at the end of the day, no matter how you cut the corner, turn the page or rub the nickel, this is a center right nation and is center right around some really fundamental things respecting the economy 
policing, law and order, crime and all that. Uh, and now well, a, a heightened sensitivity on matters related to race uh, and certain constitutional ideas that go beyond the Second Amendment. Right. Yeah. Well, um, and, and, and so, the, the Democrats are going to push back and say that uh, that you guys are uh, you defend the Second Amendment above the first, that you uh, take care of the rich and not the poor, and you know the standard bill of fare, and that and that defund the police was something that came out of the choking incident that led to the death of an African American man that was honored at the White House two days ago. So right. You all have a lot, but. There's yeah, so about, okay, so given all that, okay, so you just you just laid out the indictment. Right. <laughs> What's your prosecution? Well, I'm I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. No, 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 not you, not you, but no, no, I know because you were talking about yeah. this is what Democrats oh, well, would if say the in Demo response. Yeah. So, so I would say to that Democrat, then what's your prosecution? How how are you prosecuting that case? Because well, we're going right, to hold hands and, and shout kumbaya. Right. <laughs> you're right on the indictment. I got you. I feel you on the indictment. I'm all with you. OK, but how do you how do you propose to prosecute the case? Because at the end of the day, you still haven't addressed the fundamental thing that I said, which was this is a center right nation. And you will always get tripped up on those things that fall in that bucket, like policing. Yeah, well, and I and think that's people, because people don't understand policing too. I, I think that part of that is- No, you know, no, no. People understand policing a certain way is based on a model that's outdated. There you go. That's, say, you're saying the same thing I am. That, yeah, yeah. They're just, yeah, they just understand it a certain way. And, what, and, and policing itself has not adapted to this new environment beyond um, you know, the, the egregious behavior of certain police officers. Um, but, you know, everyone gets everyone gets tripped up on on the things that they want to get tripped up on or they want others to be tripped up on. And, and the reality of it is we've got to take a, a step back and look at this whole thing holistic, holistically, because the country is fundamentally not the same. You're, you, you don't just as you did not, you could not. The response to water hosing. Uh, black activists and protesters was the Civil Rights Act um, and 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 better policing policies where they say, okay, we're just not going to water hose people anymore. Um, no, now we're going to choke them. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. So putting the knee on the neck of an individual is that is that modern day version. And the point is that and it's racist. In the eyes of the black community, there's no difference because you're policing us the same way you did 60, 70, 80, 100 years ago. Yes, yes. And, and you agree with that, right? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Right. I, mean, I mean, I remember watching Richard Pryor on stage doing jokes about this in the 70s. This is 50 years ago. Yeah. And he would say, you know, you as a white person, you look at police differently than I do. You see him as your next door neighbor. Hi, Officer Timkins. Let's go bowling. And he said, you know, I look at him as I am reaching for my driver's license. Do not shoot my ass. That's right. That's right. And that That's hasn't exactly right. changed. And, and, and we've seen that even, even when you follow police instructions, you can get uh, as a number of, of, of uh, incidents have shown us, you still uh, run the risk of being killed. And so that's those issues have to be stood under fundamentally from my in my view from a political as well as a policy perspective and dems are all quick to get out and start ch charting the policy without taking into account the politics which is how they fell into the defund the police trap in 2020 and donald trump set them up perfectly when he went out to white women in the suburbs of america and said they're coming for you all right. And I, and I'm going to be your protector. I'm the guy you're going to want to protect you. Yes. And then all of a sudden this fun, because women fun always want a misogynist. Yeah. We always them. want a massage. Yes. I need a misogynist to protect that's, me. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, what right. we're saying. that's where I think his argument failed, but I know where he but, was going for but where it was successful. When this other piece popped up all of a sudden now, well, it that was first piece started to make sense, right? It because was if, if, if defund the police, right? If you defund that was the police, that which just sounded like you were going to get rid of all police and have no police in the community, right? Yeah. Well, uh, hold that thought. We've got to take a short break. We'll be right back. 
Just ask the question. Facts you can hear. Hey, JATQ podcast listeners. As you know, now more than ever, the truth is hard to come by. Misinformation and bias seem to be almost everywhere. But don't let those fear mongers get you down. Just ask the questions and help support a vital pillar of democracy by subscribing to our brand new Patreon page. We are independent, fact-oriented, and never partisan. Help us keep bringing you the objective news you need at patreon.com slash J-A-T-Q podcast. That's patreon.com slash J-A-T-Q podcast. Hi, welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and with me is Michael Steele, and we're talking about Democrats, Republicans, the uh, the insurrection, and I guess, Michael, what's the, how do you, how does America go forward? We have, I, I mean, I look at one hand, the minority, the Republicans, who are trying to force their will on, 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 you know, the American democracy, and um, Democrats who really don't seem to know how to fight the battle. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about that. Is there a, a path forward that makes any kind of logical sense? I, I don't, I, I, or are we doomed? Guess, yeah, right. <laughs> there, there, there are a number, um, but I, I think it's, I think in some sense, it's what I'm trying to figure out is where do the American people want to go after 2020? I mean, because what Republicans are doing is 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 whether Fair. the state legislate. Yeah, I mean, you take into account the state legislative uh, races um, and, and actions. You know, changing the voting laws and the and the processes there. Um, Trump's still dangling out there that he's going to run in twenty twenty four and actually planning to start his rallies. At, and again, if I'm Do a Democrat. Right. Well, if, if the president is saying, no, do, you, oh, gonna... do you believe do you believe Trump will run? again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't do, know if do he do? will. I don't know. I'm not going to say I believe he will run. I believe that if there's a pathway for him to do it, he will. Number one. And number two, um, if the pathway is foreclosed for whatever reason, maybe perhaps uh, legal problems that come from some federal yes. indictments and state indictments, which I think um, are coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, then he he has positioned himself, regardless either way, of being the arbiter of who will be the nominee. Yes, I think that's what is. I think he's grifting his followers. I don't think he will run. I think he'll have federal indictments that he'll be staring at. He'll right. call them a hoax. He'll call them, you know, uh, witch hunts. Witch hunts, and he'll be wrapped up with that for the rest of his life. But it puts him in a really good position to to be the the kingmaker which is, and, and make money off of it. Right. And he's got acolytes like, uh, you know, Santos. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got him. He's got, uh, you know, Matt uh, soon to be indicted Gates, Matt to be indicted Gates, crazy ass, uh, Margaret Taylor green, racist, crazy ass Margaret Taylor green. I I think Um, she's certified. I, I, I'll tell you. She's certifiable. No, this, this woman is, and, and, and what I'm hearing inside the caucus, they are horrified and they, they realize shit. We opened a Pandora's box here and it is true. There is no way to close it. Yeah. Hello. We were trying, you know, earth to earth too. We were trying to tell you that. Well, (laughs) and I read an article today that said there are as many, there are, are what 20 to 30 percent of the GOP are solid QAnon believers yeah. now. Well, what's happened is what we see is a a maturation to the point of political explosion inside the GOP from what Richard Nixon did in 20 in 1968. Richard Nixon opened the party wholesale for the first time to white segregationists who were abandoning the Democratic Party in the South. The Southern uh, strategy. The Southern strategy, exactly. Uh, and so now this is the, the maturation of that, where the party has, for the sake of trying to 
pulled together numbers to win national and local elections. Then in 68, it was about winning national elections because you couldn't win the presidency without winning the South. And the Democrats had the had a lock on the South. The Republicans had a lock on the North. Um, but there were more there were more um, electoral votes coming out of the South because you have places like Florida and Texas, et cetera. Um, so you had to win again. One of the reasons why Kennedy went that fateful day to to Dallas was to shore up the Democratic Party's control of the South of Texas. Right. Um, because it was starting, they were getting a little bit nervous about all of this civil right bullshit that Kennedy was start. His brother, not the president, his right. brother was Kennedy. preaching yeah, as attorney general, yeah. right? So you know, so he went to kind of you know shore that up. So they were like, oh, we don't want that crap. We don't want that. And so he went down and said, oh, it's okay, it's good crap. Um, and they said, well, we don't think so. And the rest is history. The, so you you have you have that that narrative playing itself out further another layer when um um you know reagan launches his campaign for the presidency in 80 not 76 but in 80 in um mississippi uh reminding yep. you know sending a sending a dog whistle out there to the south uh you know i'm someone you can get on board with um well hell you but nixon like you said after he was uh when it looked like he was going to get impeached where were the only places he were he was making speeches the south, the south mississippi the south. alabama exactly so so this narrative so folks can understand and appreciate the historical links and context to why this is playing out the way it is today this is something that just didn't bubble up under trump it has been it has been in play and and really nurtured for some time again one of the reasons why i gave the speech I gave in 2009 as national chairman that the Southern strategy was over and that we would no longer adhere to that and declaring an end to that form of winning politically. Shows how right you were. Well, <laughs> they fired my ass because I, because I dared to say it was over. So, yeah. you know, they, you know, we like the idea of a black man running the party until he opens his mouth. So then that, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We we like the idea of an African American gentleman being the head of our party until he says something that makes sense. Then we want that's him right. gone. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> but, but which I, is an issue I have with some folks. So you know. Uh, no, but anyway, I don't the, blame um, you for that. I uh, what I what but that path forward. I mean, we are. I fear at a far more critical point in this country than some people will even acknowledge. Certainly some of the people in the White House who think that they've won and that it's over with. And that and then but you still have this insurgency continues and with voter suppression, with gerrymandering of districts, there's a real fear that uh that it's going to be a minority ruled country. By, and well, that minority being old you, white guys. No, it is. I'll <clears> tell you why it will be. All you have to do is, and I would I ask your listeners to go on, you know, go on the Google. <laughs> go on the Google. We're going to get to the, the Google. Google. <laughs> go on the Google and pull up the uh, map of the, the political map of the country under at the congressional level, right? Right. To show, um, not not look at the red and blue state maps. Right. You want to look at, you want to look at the the next level below, and what you will see is a nation that is blood red. Yeah. You look at the fact that Republicans control twenty nine out of fifty state legislatures, Democrat control eighteen, um, and then there are others that are somewhat where they're divided Republican Democrat. So when I say they control state legislatures, I'm saying they control the house and the governorships. And that's a different level. That's a different yeah. element. Uh, but they control the the critical pieces. They control the house and the senate state legislatures. Twenty nine out of fifty. And that's Democrats. gerrymandering. That's that's gerrymandering. That's everything. That's legislation that says you can't uh, you know bring people a, a bottle of water while they're standing in line to vote. That's uh, um, you know saying that, oh, we no longer want the uh, the Secretary of State to oversee our elections. We want to throw it back to the legislature. So the legislature will decide who won the election. It's all of that. Kentucky. And I think, in, I think <laughs> Kentucky, I think the American people fundamentally need to understand what you're up against. 
because you live in that area. So it reminds me, it reminds me of the poll that I took when I ran for the US Senate in 2006. And I, I wanted two questions specifically put in the poll. And my, and my pollsters were like, what the hell are you, why? And I said, well, I, you'll see, because I, I may be wrong, but feel me out on this. And the first question was, would you vote for an African-American for the US Senate? Um, and, and that's kind of like the top line, right? That's right. sort of the, the, the broad view. That's looking at that map of the United States and seeing the red and blue, right? Um, and um, 73% of Marylanders in that, at that time said, yes, we'd vote for an African-American for the US Senate. The next question was, would your neighbor vote for an African-American for the US Senate? 43% said yes. That's the next level down. And yeah. that tells you exactly, that's actually the, the number you want to see, because that's that, what I was, that's what I'm referring to is that congressional level, that state legislative level, level that's where people live. That's a reflection of where and you Trump live. And Trump controls that. And that's what, that's what, I don't, I won't give him the word control yet, but it's what he's been able to effectively manipulate. Yeah, that's a better word. His way mani to he manipulates that. And, there are plenty so, of Republicans who don't like him, right. but there are plenty of Republicans who will go along with him. There are plenty of, and, and keep in mind, there are plenty of Republicans who don't like him, but they like a lot of what he did. So they like the Supreme Court appointments. They like the tax cuts. They like the idea of, of, of challenging uh, NATO and, and um, re redefining our relationship on the Korean Peninsula. So the, you, you have to understand granularly how these pieces are interconnected. Trump instinctively knows that. And yeah. it is, it is one most of those con men instinctively well, well, that's know. right. The, yeah. the con men always know the mark. Yeah. They always they, know the mark. They know the mark better than the mark knows themselves. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it's like the guy who I, I love this, 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 this great scene. I forget the movie movie where this pickpocket guy, um, pickpocketer, uh, pickpockets a guy's wallet. Right. And in the, in the process of that, it, this is part of their sort of doing this training thing. I forget the name of the movie. I can see the being played out. Um, and, 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 um, it's hysterical. He pickpockets the guy and the guy was like, um, you know, so yeah, you took my wallet, whatever. He said, yes, but I also took the money out of it and put the wallet back in your pocket. Yeah. And he said, when he took his wallet out of his pocket, he saw that not only did he do that, but there was no money in the wallet. And that's the point is that you've got to get to that granular level. Yes. The, the guy who's marked you knows how to pick your pocket in such a way that a, he will do it twice and do it so efficiently that he will take the money, the grift out of your wallet and put it back in your pocket. And make you think everything's okay. And you yeah. think everything's okay until you <laughs> go to buy something or use that money in that wallet and it's gone. And you, you realize what the hell? So that would be West Virginia, Eastern Kentucky, most of the South. There you go. That's, and so when you, I guess as we talk, you know, the GOP is, let's see, they voted against hate crimes, clean water, anti-lynching, leukemia patient support, all, all in the last year. And they all, how could, how are you a member of this party, Michael? Well, again, you know, I, you know, you. What would you like to see it stand for? I, I let me rephrase that because no, I know no, why. Well, well, we you opened the conversation, I think, correctly. You know, you know, I call myself, I, you know, I define myself as a Lincoln Republican because I believe in those Lincoln Lincolnian ideals of freedom and, um, um, you know, uh, markets that. Are and if I can interrupt, your party used to be the party of progressives, Teddy Roosevelt. Yes, right. I mean, environmental. I mean, as late as Richard Nixon, who gave us affirmative action in the EPA. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of history there, um, which is one of the things that I, you know, I recognize and hold on to. But I think also, I mean, to be rather frank, what am I going to go to? I, there, there's no other path for me. I mean, I'm a pro-life, um, Roman Catholic, conservative Republican, 
And um, there's, there's, you know, I've had Democrats. There are a lot of jokes to be made there. As, as, oh, as, trust a, fellow, me. as a fellow Roman Catholic, I <laughs> trust but, me. They're, 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 they're a lot. You haven't lived until you've tried to be a black Roman Catholic conservative Republican. That's a whole nother way of living. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, well, are you interested in philosophically? Where do I go? There's, there's no home necessarily for me in the Democratic Party. Is there? You know, some have talked about starting a different party. So there is talk. There's a lot of talk about starting a different party, but that's not just starting a different party. That's starting 50 different parties because our system is designed in such a way that the national party is just the umbrella over 50 state parties. And so and you that have happened. to start that party in 50 individual states under the rules and the fees and the costs and expenses and the processes that they have in place and it's, you know, you, the District of Columbia is not the same as Maryland, it's not the same as West Virginia, it's not the same as California. So it is, it is, it is a challenge overall to just start that. But it doesn't mean that you don't, and it doesn't mean that you can't. It just means that you have to recognize that it won't happen as quickly as a lot of people out there may want it to happen. So if you're decade. in states that don't have, you know, that don't allow for independents to participate in the process other than a general election, you're kind of on this, you have to pick and choose. You have to be, you know, either I want to be in the game and therefore I'm going to pick a Republican or a Democrat hat to wear, or I want to stay on the sidelines to a general election, in which case, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make my decision then until this alternative really gets itself underway. And so, you've heard the conversations. There's a lot out there about that. Yeah, and, and it seems to me like if you're going to have that conversation, and you're right, it takes 50 parties, someone has to go to each individual state, find the people that are fed up with the Republicans and the Democrats for that yeah. matter, form the Democratic Republican Party. Remember, we used to have one of those. We did, and, actually, yeah. Yeah, and uh, because you're, I don't know, I, I would say, and this may be your slant because you are Republican. I do believe that the the vast majority of Americans are somewhere in the center. Now, to, you say center right. I, I'll just say center because right. there are some who hold. And I think the center right part of that is still in the center, as is center. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The center, the center there, is comprised of center right, center left. That's what yes. makes the center. Right. And and I think that you know there are those of us. I'm sure some of your uh, opinions would seem, uh, well, obviously seem uh, liberal to some members of the uh, Republican Party and very conservative to some members of the, the Democratic Party. But by and large, when I run across most people and not politicians, but people, it's like, I don't care what my neighbor's doing. I just want to be able to lead my life. I want it to be right. fair and equitable. I want the rich to pay for, you know, I, I want roads. I, is that socialism? Uh, well, that's a that's a you know that's a political term. I want I want good roads. I want a school. I want hospitals. I want an internet. I want infrastructure. Right, right. right. <laughs> that's and then when you start slapping labels on it and and putting people in different little silos and categories is when you have the problem. So I see that there is a a path there, but who picks? And I think it would take a decade's worth of work that you'd have to have people in each individual state. You'd have to have a lot of money behind it, but what is the alternative? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you you just laid it out, and I think that's part of. I mean, I think first off, you got to start philosophically. You've got to you've got to set it up so that people understand what you want them to gravitate towards. That that touches on the, the you know the bodies that want to participate as well as the money that wants to be in play. Um, but at the end of the day, you're still left with the process. You still have to run the gauntlet. You still got to yeah. organize. You still got to meet the challenges at the state level, which, by the way, will not be in, in a vacuum. There will be no. resistance. Um, from and, Republicans and, and Democrats. From Republicans and Democrats. Now, some may argue that maybe not so much from Democrats, because at the end of the day, in the short term, they may see more upside benefit. Um, in, in certain particularly bluish, purplish, I mean, uh, blue, uh, purplish, not what's I say, purplish states. Uh, but it, yeah, yeah, mix, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I knew where I you were going. My, <laughs> I haven't had my seventh cup of coffee yet. Um, but <laughs> it, but it, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's something that has to get 
get worked out. But the, here's the thing. There are a lot of great minds behind that right now. There are a lot of um, social scientists, that? political scientists. Pardon me? Would you be a part of that? Oh, I, I've been a part of it since the beginning. Uh, you, so you would join a, a third party? If, if, if what I see right now um, continues, uh, like I said, if the light goes out on the porch, yeah, where, where, where do you go? What, what, when do you determine that the light is? Well, right. look, Mike, when do you determine no. the light's going out on well, the porch? For everybody's, you know, I, I, can't, I can't tell you when the light goes out for you. Because you, I, you. I, I don't know. You just know it when it does. You just know what it does. I mean, I've been, today I've been a good in, indication of it. Well, look, it's like anything. I mean, you know, I think people have to really step back and, and and I get this a lot from people. They want this to happen. You know what? My decision to be on their timeline. They want my decision to be based on how they would make it. Well, I, I think it should be on your timeline. I'm just asking you. I'm looking at the porch, brother. <laughs> and oh, I'm looking at, look, look. I'm and there the doesn't seem too. to be any lights left. But again, you know, you, what you is the light off, that's on for you? What you is the, off, you, you jump off a cliff without a without a parachute? What happens? Well, the same thing that jumps off that would happen if you jumped off a cliff with a parachute. You just would survive if you have the parachute. Gravity right, still but, takes but, over. That's a, but there is no parachute. What's the parachute? Ah, you're looking for a parachute before you jump. Yeah, what's the uh, well, what, if, what, what if you've been pushed? You better flap those oh, arms, no, baby. That's, no, but that's a different that's a different scenario. You I mean, do you? I, I mean, are you the cartoon character that runs out and, and your feet are moving and you don't know yeah, you've already? I, I, yeah, I'm probably that. I'm pro I'm probably the Bugs Bunny in that in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I that's love, the I coyote. Love time, I love it those times when they you know they cut off the limb for Bugs Bunny and his limb stays up. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that was that's kind of me. And the tree falls. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's where a lot of us are. The, the, a lot of us out on that Republican tree limb. There's so you not off. recognize it. Is that is that? Well, let me say. No, no. Is let me, it a let me danger? The but let me finish the analogy. Okay. The, the party is saw those those the Matt Gateses and those idiots are sawing off the tree limb, thinking that they're going to cut guys like me off and we're going to fall. Here's the here's the 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 funny part of that. It's the tree that falls. Our limb stays up. Well, you know that's. Absolutely makes no sense unless you are in a cartoon. You realize it. Well, you don't think this is cartoonish? <laughs> well, I do. Unfortunately, it's reality. But I mean, Matt Gates is the frat boy that other frat boys laugh at. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he's the frat boy that everyone asks to themselves. And I've been in those meetings back in the day to go, how the hell did we let him in? Yeah, yeah that, right. That's yeah, well, that, you know, we were clearly too drunk for that, for that, for that, uh, for that meeting. Um, but no, seriously, <laughs> seriously, though, looking at looking at it, um, everybody knows for themselves what that moment is. I've been doing this. I've been in this for 46 years. It's like it's like trying to end a marriage. It's like trying to end a relationship. You don't you you work hard to hope it, you know, have it survive for as long as you can. Um, I get it. I've been, but... I've been doing I look the, the, the water I've carried, the arguments I've been in, the fights on behalf of the party, the, the successes we've had. All of those things, um, they just don't end because Donald Trump showed up. And well, no, Donald Trump is a symptom. As you said, honestly, Donald right. Trump is a and, symptom. And you fight so and it's fight not him showing system. up. It's him showing up that lets you know, I think, that the patient's dead. When, no. when the Grim no. Reaper see, comes. I, I see, that's why I disagree with you. The, okay. The symptom, that doesn't show that you the patient is dead. It may show that the patient may be dying. It doesn't show he's dead. I can tell you, you have a lot more hope in that dead patient. <laughs> no, well, look again. You have never walked in my shoes. So no, I haven't. To, no, it's well, hard for me to explain to you. No, I get the, it. I get it. Most, but this is not just. This is not just. Oh, they said something dumbass. Therefore, I'm leaving the party. They they didn't vote for the the one six commission. I'm leaving the party. You can go through the long litany of things to say that. Oh yeah, that's not I my question. And other I, and others have others I, have. I mean, others others. The light went out a lot a lot sooner I get for it. them. But my question is about the insurrection itself. It's not the long litany, right? At the time where you take up arms against your own country, and you storm the Capitol, in right. an attempt to overturn the majority rule, right? To me, isn't that? I mean, I'm asking. I don't know. Is 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 that? 
isn't that an indication that perhaps the patient is, if if not dead, you know, taking its last gasp? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Okay. But do you, you know, do you... So are you a miracle worker, Michael? I'm not you... saying I'm a miracle worker. I'm just saying that I want to go through the process. I, right. I, I should be allowed to go through you that need to process, grieve. like it, grieving or whatever the hell you want to call it. I should be allowed to go through that process for me, given given my level of involvement in this party. I, I agree. And what I, I've done. And so for me, it is a process that to the outside looks like, what the hell? I mean, I see it on my Twitter feed all the time. When I when I tweet out, like today, I tweeted out in response to the, to the vote, you know, pathetic cowards. And then one person in the tweet line was like, I still don't understand why you stay in this party. And, and, and I understand that. I get that. But my point is the easiest thing in the world, one of my points, the easiest thing in the world to do is to leave and then go yes. out like everybody yeah. else and throw crap at, at, go, at the front door. It's much more difficult, not just for me, but for them, Republicans, that I'm still in and ain't nothing to about it. Oh, I see. So you got a bit of the Marquis de Sade in you. All right. Oh, well, I'm, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, oh you want to make it hard on me? I'll stick yeah. around and make it harder on you. Yeah. That's All right. right. Sold me, brother. That's, <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's at the end of the day. It's I, I, because I know them well enough to know. Because <laughs> I went through this when they tried to remove me as an RNC chairman. They came to me with all kinds of proposals to get me not to run again. You know, we're, you know, we'll do this for you. And, you know, this will be and not at all this stuff. And that told me so much. Uh, okay, I get what you, you punks want me to do. Yeah. You want me to, you want me to make it easy for you. That, right. Don't make it easy for them. All right. No, I like I'm, that. I'm like, I'm not making it easy for you. If I, I'll, I, you know, I very well may leave and I could like, you know, literally tomorrow make an announcement. <laughs> I'm out of here. Well, but damn it. If you're going to do that, do it here. Yeah. <laughs> but until we'll make I, news. <laughs> but until I do, I know when I show up at certain spots around Washington, D, it pisses people off. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've heard uh, I've heard that from Republicans who say, "What does he think he's doing? Who who are yeah. you to say that you're a Republican? You don't agree with us, right?" Right. And, and my and my response is, "What are you fucking kidding? He's like the one of the last guys left with any goddamn common sense." <laughs> but that but that tells you everything you want to know because yeah. he doesn't agree. He and he doesn't agree with us is uh, is another way of saying. He doesn't agree with Donald. Well, Donald, he doesn't, you know, he's not a, a Donald Trump sycophant. Yeah. He does, he doesn't stand with the rest of us uh in the commission of the sin that you that you outlined uh a moment ago of you know what happened on January 6th in the election and so forth. And I know, I know it, I know it annoys them because they can't do anything about it. And you know, <laughs> they and they know if they come after me, the last thing they want to do is do that. Because I've got mm -hmm. I've got one of the biggest pulpits in the country uh, uh, between what I do in media and just having a conversation. So if they want to engage with me, come on, baby, let's engage. Yeah, I want <laughs> I want to have the conversation with you. I want I want I want to, I want to have the I want the mongoose is waiting. Yeah, I want to <laughs> I want to know why you uh, abandon your political your your philosophical moorings for a man who doesn't give a rat's ass about you. Right. Uh, and yet you will go, you will bend over backwards um, every time for no question or hesitation. And you look at me for standing firm and you say that, you know, I don't agree with you. So, yeah, let's have that conversation. <laughs> We're going to take one more short break. We'll be right back. Hey, Just Ask the Question podcast listeners. If you've got a second, head on over to Twitter and follow our official page, JATQ Podcast. That's JATQ Podcast. Again, that's at JATQ Podcast. I am back. It's just asked the question with Michael Steele, who's going to single handedly revolutionize the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Michael, I guess it has. Let's 
end up where we started out. Today's vote to not have a, a, a commission on the insurrection is disappointing on a number of levels. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you can do as a member of the Republican Party to hold those accountable in the Republican Party who helped make the insurrection possible? Say their name, call them out. Um, and who would you be saying the name of and who are you calling out? Well, starting with the leadership, McConnell and McCarthy. Um, and, and, you know, friends that, you know, at least I thought they were, um, uh, you know, in the House and the Senate who, who sided with them, you know, I, um, I can't believe some of these, some of the, you know, the folks, uh, you know, like Portman and Scott and uh, Thune and others who um, I know, but I know the, I, at least again, a caveat, I thought I knew them well enough to know that on something so fundamental as this, that they would not, that they would not let the political ambitions of a few blind them. They would not let the political machinations of the leader falsely lead them in the wrong direction. Um, and I, I just, at some point, you know, where's your conviction? If you're not convicted on something like this, about something like this, then where, where, where do you draw that line? Well, apparently you don't have a line to draw. There is no line. There is no line. Exactly. So, so it's not about politics. It's not about democracy. It's about holding on to power for greed's it's sake. Power. It's, it's, it's power in the assumption that lines will, will be redrawn in the various states that will give them the majority they need to thwart the rest of the Biden term and to set up a win for Republicans um, in the House, I mean, in the Senate, um, in, 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 in the presidency, rather, in 2024. Do you think and they'll be successful? Going back to the other part of our conversation, given that they're opponent of the Democrats, yes. That's pretty if, frightening. If they're, if they're you opponents- think that, You think the Republicans will be successful in getting back to- uh, uh, yeah, I think I think they're very well poised to take. The, uh, you know, again, all things being what they are today, now let's have this conversation in about eight months, and then right. I'll give you a I'll give you a, a different analysis based on what I see uh, having been transpired by Democrats and Republicans in that time, and then and, of course, and who's indicted? <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't think the indictment. I think the indictment helps the GOP. I think if I think if I think again, if people again misreading the tea leaves here. Um, I know everybody's like, oh yes, that'll be the, no, baby, that is no. a rallying. That is a, you're, you're take, you're trying to take out their King. Yeah. That's a rallying cry. You know, I, the, the, I've the, always the said justice department and the, and the, and, and the democratic, uh, uh, you know, prosecutor who's already on the record when she ran for the office saying, telling people why she wanted the job to go after Trump. Oh yeah, baby. That not only does that put hundreds of millions of dollars into the Demo into the Republican coffers, it starts to it certainly solidifies and firms up that vote going into twenty twenty two. Right. And with if, the, you with, if you don't have if, you, if you're not inoculated against that politically, you're looking at forty fifty seat pickup by Republicans next year. Really, but are we looking at it? I mean. The, the Republican Party does not represent the majority of American people. <laughs> but they do in the districts in which they run. That's and, why I keep and, telling you to go look at yeah, that map. Yeah, but <laughs> that's look, due to gerrymandering. At, stop looking I think that's at, the point, isn't it? Yeah, you got to stop looking at these statewide races and these presidential uh, races and, and projecting this because Donald Trump... Uh, lost by seven million votes uh, on a on a per congressional basis. Biden only won if but for if the vote changed forty three thousand votes in any in any congressional district. This race is different. It's a different outcome. Yeah, and Georgia. Remember, it had votes. I mean, Georgia. It was the special elections that that got him. You know, the majority. Yeah. yeah. And they so, have not, but you, there's a point you made earlier. The Democrats have not taken advantage of their majority. 
They don't know how to. That's why they have it. They don't know how. They don't have. I mean, they need to listen to the likes of James Carville. Yes, I mean, they and their problem is they don't because James Carville is out of the DLC, the Democratic Leadership Conference of the Democratic Party. He is the he is the center right. He is the he yeah. is the the uh, or excuse me the center left because he's he's the conservative version of you know uh, what you see in inside of the Democratic Party. But yeah, they sh they should listen to him now. They should because yeah. he's 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 right. He's 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 tactically smart about what they need to do yeah, he, he and how they need to bang that drum every day. You've got to retrain the way the voters are looking at these things, and that's the one thing Republicans are good at. Which is why when they leave their caucus meeting at the end of the week, they know what the message is going to be starting at five o'clock p.m. on Friday that will yeah. run straight through um, Monday morning. And Democrats never do that. They so don't. Every, everyone. I mean, it was, it was, it was Carvel knew how to do it. I mean, that's how he got. Very much it. so. Yeah, he's very good at that. You know, I mean, hell, he even he published a book. We're right, they're wrong, and it, preaching the very message that Republicans use today to go after the Democrats. Uh, and and the thing about it is, you, you've got to be able to to look at. Uh, your strategies and figure out how do we adapt them in an age of social media and how do we magnify them in an age of social media well um, and and trump knew how to do that and trump knew how to do that which is yeah. why and look at what's happened to make the point look at what's happened since they took him off of twitter and and so forth all right so a lot of there's been a lot of degrading of that um and and but I and, think that that's a and yet mistake. look at what has not happened. Democrats have not taken advantage of it during that yes. same period of time. Yes, and I and I think that they make the mistake it's of thinking, it's amazing. And, and they make the mistake of thinking that because he's not on Twitter, that he's gone <laughs> right. away. Right. So <laughs> what do you do when he starts rallies again, and all of a sudden the networks are going to be covering him? So you're going to have this bifurcated screen of Trump's making that yeah. his rallies are going to get covered. And they're going to, in the eyes of a lot of voters out there, they're going to have these dueling presidencies. Yeah, that's and it. You don't, you he's, don't he's never admitted that he lost. He's never no. admitted that he's and lost. And if you don't inoculate the people against that, they get infected. Yep. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is another. Just the way it works. Yes. He's the coronavirus in human form. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, Michael. I love to have oh, you. Oh man, it's great fun. I love the discussion, and um, you know, it, it. You know, look, it, it. This is a tough journey for a lot of guys like me. Like I said, I've been in this. I think for the whole country, brother. Yeah, you know, I've been in this uh, actually forty-five years, coming up my forty-sixth year, and um, as a Republican, and it's it, it's it's painful to watch what's happened, um, and. It's painful you know, to watch what's me, happened days, to all of us. There are days in which I, I write, I write the, the, you know, the, the op-ed or the press release saying I'm done. Um, but then, now, if you don't break it on this show, I'm going to really be disappointed. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a long lot of my media friends who are like, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, call sure, me, right? <laughs> I'm sure everybody wants that. <laughs> no, you're gonna call me when that when that moment. Yeah, you're gonna call me, aren't you, brother? Come on. When, when that porch light up. goes out, when that porch <laughs> light goes out, baby, you know you want to call me. <laughs> well, but, it's flickering at the very least. Oh no, it is, and you know, and, and just so folks understand contextually that conversation, that part of our conversation, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Every every question you ask me are questions I ask myself. So this is yeah. not. This is not the first time, uh, you know, I, I, and I struggle, and I'll be honest, and, and I struggle in answering it, as you could probably tell at certain points. It's, it, you know, I do struggle with answering it because three quarters of my brain is, you know, like that horror movie scene, get out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's three quarters of my brain. Get out. <laughs> now that reminds me of the Richard Pryor bit too. When he walks in, he goes, yes. he goes get out, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and, and, and that other quarter of my Hello. brain is, gee, let's see what's upstairs, you know? Yeah. So, 
you know, and that's the Roman Catholic in you. That, that, <laughs> well, it is. It, it really yeah. is. I mean, in a lot of ways. And, you know, you know how we were brought up. And, and so it's just it, it just that's all part of it. So but it I, I don't want people to, you know, not. No, but I think I there's a need for I, I, I think there is a need in this country for two strong or three strong or four strong, but, but strong parties that oh, represent the interest of uh, Americans and will stand on principle and fight. Yeah. And like I said, we've got two parties. One has no heart, one has no head. And you're right. The one that has no heart will always win because it knows how to fight. Yeah. Which was, and it, and it, and it is not concerned with the consequences. Nope. And that's, and you know, that was uh, more than anything else. That that's one thing that you have to, you know, we didn't learn it in the press and, and it took a long time for others to follow, but there were some of us who pushed back against Trump. And the reason why was, you know, how I, I was, I grew up in a neighborhood where I, I knew what a bully was right. <laughs> and you've got to stand up to a bully and, and to hell with the consequences. You have to stand up to him. You have to, that's what you have to do in order. Sure. To and that's, and that's part, that's partly why I stay is to stand up to the bullies. That and I understand that part of you so well. Yeah. Emerging inside the party. I mean, I just, capitulation for me is just not something that comes easy uh, it, it doesn't come at all it's not in my nature uh, and and it's folks who worked with me at the rnc during some very t- turbulent times the very few times that i did capitulate um I, I i it always left a bad taste in my mouth i i never i could never speak honestly and never did speak I, I i because i could not speak honestly on it afterwards i never spoke about it and I was like, because I didn't want to find myself. Oh, you going can do it now. Rabbit, huh? You can do it now. I'm all ears. Right, 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 right. Oh, baby, wait till. Oh, yeah. Well, go ahead. That bridge is burned. Oh, baby. <laughs> there are a whole lot of bodies going to be tied to it. Tied to <laughs> Lots well, of bodies tied I, to that bridge. You got to come on the show for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Again. All right, bro. Thank you very much. Uh, The show is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam. We'll catch you next time.